This is your 10-second warning. Deep Adventure Radio is about to begin, and this is just a warning shot. Deacon Harold Burke is going to be in the house. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And don't forget, I'm also the leader of the pack on EWTN's reality TV show, Long Ride Home. I asked the chairman of the board of EWTN how how people are responding to it. And he said these glowing comments to me. Well, no one seems to complain about it. Wow, I mean, I took that as well. Like maybe the greatest compliment we could ever have. Uh, but seriously, we have so many people just loving the show. Uh, and although Michael Warsaw isn't great on giving huge compliments, I think that was it. I think that was like an Emmy award-winning speech he gave me when he said, no one's complaining about it. You guys, Long Ride Home isn't that horrible. You might want to check it out. EWTN likes it so much, they're going to be re-airing it again. It's going to continue through the summer, and then it re-airs again in the fall and again in December, and the Armed Services Network has picked it up and is going to be showing it. So we are stoked. If you go to our website, deepadventure.com, you can buy the DVD sets there and long ride home pins and patches and T-shirts and coffee cups, and I forget all what else. For men and for women, by the way, too. Uh, I think it's called Racerback Tanks and and uh, distressed-looking T-shirts for the women. So it's pretty cool. So long ride home, though, I, what I'm ta- why I'm telling you this is you got to let the people in your life know that there's a show on they can relate to. The opening of the show is basically like a ZZ Top kind of sound to it with, with men riding mo- motorcycles across the United States. Um, this may be the show that as... As a, as a father or a mother or a grandmother or aunt or uncle or, or a friend, someone that you just can't get to talk to about the gospel, this is the show that's going to just be riveting to them. They're going to watch the first episode and want to watch all 10. So you can go to our website, deepadventure.com, and find out more about the show and when it's airing. Uh, but we're really excited about it. And we got some other good news for you guys, too. Uh, we're doing something new, of course. We're always doing something new. On our Facebook group, we have a secret Facebook group called Bears Man Cave, and you can't join unless you're a man, and you got to go to our website, deepadventure.com, click on Join Bears Pack and find out about it. When you join, you get a free whiskey shot glass or you get a beer mug or a coffee cup, uh, but you go there, and uh, we are posting posts. Uh, the men are participating and they're getting really gritty about what's really going on in their life in a forum where they know uh, that they're going to get encouragement, but they're also going to get challenged. So it's a, something I think Johnny Cash would probably like, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, Bruce Lee, Rocky Balboa, and men like you. So go to our website, deepadventure.com, and find out more about Bear's Man Cave. It's just really cool. Hey, I know Jason Jones, uh, my good friend. He likes it, and if he likes it, it can't be all that bad. So we're talking with, about Deacon Harold Burke. And one of the things we do at Bears Man Cave, uh, the, the Facebook group, the closed secret Facebook group, is that we really challenge each other to go deeper with God. And this is what Deacon Harold is going to do. How do, you, how do you define a man? Is he something macho? Is he someone that gets 
gets uh, some sort of uh, joy in life out of the conquest of women? Is it someone that dominates and is domineering and could care less about the people around him? Or is it maybe just maybe Casper Milktoast, who's so nice but never did anything uh, to anybody of any good or even anything bad? Or is God looking not for the macho man and not for the nice guy, but is the Holy Spirit searching through and out the all over the world, as the Bible says, to find the man, surrender to him that he can strongly support him? You're a man. Don't be a nice guy. Ugh. Don't be a macho guy. Be a good man. Taking one of the O's out, it means be God's man. Be a man who's abandoned himself to the wildness of the reality of the adventure of a God who made Tyrannosaurus Rex, black holes, and incredible quasars, and made you as the highest and best of all his creation to have intimacy with him. It's an adventure, this wild God of ours that creates incredible, like what, what about a lone wolf? I've seen them on my, when I used to have my cabin in Montana, or grizzly bears, or mountain lions, or moose are the scariest. God cannot be contained. In that sense, he's wild. And he's challenging you, he's calling you, come on this wild adventure with me. If you abandon yourself to God's will, it's like dropping in, like my son, son Jeremiah did, into an 80-foot wave. Once you've dropped in and you abandon yourself to the will of God, you're locked in, dude. You're not going to get out easily. You're going to have to ride that thing, and you're going to have the time and the experience of your life. There's nothing like riding a big wave and leaning into it and tracing your hand along the face. When you drop into the will of God, when you drop into the wave of God's will, it's your opportunity to drag your hand along the face of God, to look and experience his power, his majesty, his awe, and his uncontrollable, unconditional love. We're inviting you, men, to come to our website, deepadventure.com. Look at joining Bears Man Cave, where we can challenge each other, encourage each other, show, show mercy to each other and to be merciless at the same time and challenge each other to go big, to abandon ourselves to God's will. This is Bear Wozniak, uh, your host of Deep Adventure Radio. I invite you to come right back. We're going to have the Deacon Harold Burke Sivers joining us in just a few minutes.
Aloha. Welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And uh, today we have a returning guest. We've had Deacon Harold Burke Sivers on several times. And, uh, I, you know, it's always very welcome when he's on. I love to have him on our show. And I just love it when I see him. Uh, when you see Deacon, I think it's, a, it's an example of what a real man should be. The first thing you see about him is there's a certain joy about him. There's an effervescence about him. And there's a real power uh, that is exude, he exudes, not on purpose, but it just, he exudes this certain power, and there's a certain humility there uh, that kind of, uh, uh, how can I say it, brings out a certain nobility. But I, I have a sense that when Deacon Harold Burke is around, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is around, that people feel safe, that they feel like there's someone here who's strong and powerful, but who's uh, humble and unconditionally uh, loving them. And I feel like he's this. This man is is is. Uh, I'm not trying to make him uh, more than he is, or make him feel. I know. I know he probably hates that I'm talking about him like this. But to me, that's what a man is. A man is someone who, when people are around him, they feel their own sense of dignity, and they sense uh, that there's a place of safety when they're around that man. And so, I want to welcome you, uh, Deacon. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Bear. Thank you for having me back on again. I always enjoy being with you. Well, the reason why I have you on is you're uh, so well spoken. Uh, you have a real heart for the Lord. I know that you don't have you don't have that hidden agendas. You're not about self promotion. Uh, you're just about laying down your life. And so I freely I love your book, Behold the Man: A Catholic Vision of Male Spirituality. And you know, here at Deep Adventure Radio, we spend a lot of time uh, focusing on that. I have I don't know if you've heard about our new reality TV show, Long Ride Home. It's, uh, oh, yeah, I saw, the, I saw the episode. Uh, I think it was the first, very first episode. You got the blessing from the priest. Yes. And you guys rode off, and then uh, the one guy you were riding with had a problem with his bike. He had to pull over pretty early in the ride. and um, But it was, it was like a minor it was a, like a minor thing, and then you went out. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. That, that's a great show. I mean, what a wonderful way um, to, and a very, uh, you know, for EWTN, that's pretty daring because <laughs> that's usually that style is usually not their thing, but I think they're realizing that this is the way you have to reach people in new evangelization, you know, and I think it's just very manly. It's very strong. It's, um, very visual. I, it, I know a, a number of guys, including Doug Barry and I have talked about how uh, awesome that show is. So yeah, keep up the great work. Well, you know, I knew I knew you would dig on it. You know, because it's it's it's, it's just it's just more of the same. You know, we're kind of we both work in the same sort of um, harvest field. You know, to some degree. And the thing about that is the Armed Services Network just picked it up too. So they're going to be showing that. So I'm I'm really oh, you know awesome. yeah I just I just really thrilled about that. But this is the thing, uh, the thing about that show is it's attracting men. Uh, to it because it shows. I mean, Deacon, when I'm around you, I don't this sense this. I sense a very loving guy, but I sense a very tough guy. I sense a guy who's been through a lot of adversity and and uh, has relied on God for grace and power. I feel that when I'm with Doug Berry or even Doug Keck. I mean, the men in the the men in the new evangelization are you know there, there's a toughness to them that only comes through. Um, overcoming adversity and, 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 and doing that by the grace of God. And so what I wanted to ask you is this question. I'm, the reason why I'm bringing that up is, do you think there's a different be- difference between, or what is the difference between masculine uh, spirituality and feminine spirituality? How does, what, what does it look like? Is it, what, in what ways is it perhaps different? 
Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I get asked that uh, quite a bit. And um, there's definitely a difference. And the way I try to explain it in the book is I try to uh, explain it in the light of the Trinity, you know, understanding God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And why do I do it like that? Because um, when I speak at these con- different conferences or parish missions, um, I get asked by women sometimes, you know, they say, well, how do I see myself in the Trinity? You know, I know it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but, you know, but I'm a woman. I mean, they're not trying to say, well, you know, it should be a woman in the Trinity or anything like that, but they're just, like, legitimately asking, well, how do I see myself? And so the way I explain the book is that there's kind of this inner life of God and outer life of God. Um, Jesus, especially in John's Gospel, uh, during that Last Supper discourse toward the end of the Gospel, Really, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and the Father and I are one, and we're going to send this, the Father and I are going to send the Spirit. And, you know, and, and so this, Jesus is talking about this beautiful inner life of God. Um, the church has a fancy language for this. It's called circumcession or divine perichoresis. It's basically just the life of God within himself. How is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? How is the Son and the Holy Spirit and the Father? How is the the the, uh, the the Holy Spirit and the Father and the Son that whole? So so is this basically the heart of God, if you will? And, and I think when God created man, and the word is Adam in Hebrew, um, and it's male and female, He created us. So out of the fullness of humanity, out of this, uh, out of man comes male and female, Isha and Shai in Hebrew. And uh, so I think He pulled from His heart when He created the woman. And, and you look at women, I mean, for example, they have the reproductive organs on the inside. Women are very uh, interior. They speak. They, they really live from the heart. Um, so I think God pulled from there, that in, in a sense, that you know, obviously by analogy, but that part of himself when he created the woman. Now, God also has an outer life because God doesn't just keep to himself. He reveals himself and shares himself. Uh, like the word became flesh and dwelt among us in Jesus Christ, who was a man, a physical uh, man. And so God also shares his outer life. In the Old Testament, through prophets, uh, through evangelists, through great men in the Bible like Moses and, and, uh, and Aaron and Samuel and Joshua and, and a number of others as well. Um, so God has this outer life. How does God uh, work in salvation history? How does he speak to us? How does he make himself known to us? This kind of this outer life. And I think the man represents that. Um, in the Garden of Eden, it says man was put in the garden to till and to keep it. And those words are abad and shamar in Hebrew, which really means to serve, protect, and defend. So God was giving man his mission, his, his, his clarion call, his purpose in life, you know, which is to protect the heart, to protect that beautiful inner life of God. And so it's, it's just like, you know, in a sense, the... the, the, the uh, the family on earth is, is in a sense the image and likeness of the family in heaven. You know, so the the two um the, the love between the father and the son is so intense and so personal it creates a third, the Holy Spirit, who then generates that love and life back to the father and the son. The same way in a family, a husband and a wife, the love between them is so intense and personal, it generates a third called children and who then reflect that love and life and intimacy back to their parents. So this is um, um, connection between the male and the female, both flowing from the, the very heart of God, but both have very different roles 
and different responsibilities, which I think makes us so unique and beautiful. Um, and, and, and this beautiful compatibility that we have, which reflects the very life of God himself. Yeah, I've heard it said, you know, um, man was made out of the earth. You know, we're kind of we're kind of earthy. Women came from the man's rib, from his side, uh, made for that, made for uh, more for relationship. In that, in that sense, we're more exterior there, and women are more interior. Now, I want to ask you, how does that translate out into a guy gets up in the morning, and and what? what how does that translate out into his day to day, his his the, for his first thought of the day, and how he how a, a God, how God would challenge him to live his day. Yeah, that's a great question, and um, you know, I, I just keep it. What we have to do is keep it real simple. I think sometimes guys feel like they're intimidated by the faith because it's like there's oh, I got all this responsibility, all these things I have to do, and there's so many ways to pray and so many ways. That, but, you know, just keep it simple. I get up every single morning, Barry, just like I did this morning, and I my my first thing out of my mouth before I, my feet hit the ground, Lord, thank you for allowing me to see the light of another day mm. so that I may give honor, praise, and glory to your most holy name. And then I get out of bed. So just that mindfulness that this day that we're receiving right now is a gift. And uh, and, and one way to start the day, the first thing in your mind is thinking about God and, and your relationship with him. And, uh, and that kind of sets the tone, if you will, uh, for me for the day. Simple. We gotta just keep things simple. Maybe praying with your your spouse or wife in the morning, you know, um, is a way of kind of kickstarting or just getting out of bed and saying thank you, Jesus. Just that that just purposeful mindfulness. Just the way people put on coffee in the morning, you know, the night before they put the coffee on and, and then they wake up in the morning, it's already percolating and brewing because the first thing you want is that cup of coffee. Well, the thing that gets me going, my cup of coffee is is this mindfulness, this prayerfulness uh, before God. Um, so if we just keep things real simple, and I mean, it, it, you start to build a habit, and then it just becomes, oh, okay, well, I'm getting up and praying this way. It just becomes habitual. It just becomes something that you do, and you build that virtue, and you build that relationship. You become a stronger man of God because of it. So I think it's just being mindful and just getting into the habit of just doing it instead of just talking about it. Just do it. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is I, I, I took out um, – uh, the Nigerian nightmare, I don't know if you know Christian Okoya, he was a all-pro all running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I took mm-hmm. him out and taught him how to, how to uh, surf in Hawaii. I had to give him a huge surfboard. And he was retired but in just excellent, powerful shape, condition. And I asked him, so uh, tell me, what's the key? And he goes, well, I have an appointment with myself every morning at 6.30 a.m. And no one can uh, change that appointment. I, I make sure that I go to the gym at 6.30 and I get my hour workout in. And if someone wants to make an appointment or, or uh, you know, a phone call or a breakfast meeting or something like that, I just tell them, I'm sorry, I have a previous engagement. In other words, he was disciplined in his care for his, his physique, for himself physically. And, you know, the word disciple, I mean, it kind of, you know, it kind of goes with discipline, you know. And so what you're saying, and virtue is a habit. And I know, you know, working out in the morning is a habit. But making an appointment with God first thing in the morning, and I'll have to confess, uh, Deacon, uh, my appointment starts out with my getting out of bed, um, plugging in the coffee, and that's when my prayer life begins. But when we st- when we were filming Long Ride Home, I mean, believe me, it's an intense, intense experience, and super Holy Spirit led experience. As you go along, it's scripted through the day by the Holy Spirit. But I, I begin to really say, Lord, please order every moment of our day because we had so few days to do the shoot, 
the shoots. And, um, and oh my goodness, Holy Spirit action plan, one divine appointment after another, after another, after another. It was just so fully orchestrated. The last time, the last shoot we did, we've already shot season two. One of the crew members who uh, wasn't with us the first time said, you know, Hollywood could never do this because this is so orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. And I have found in my day, the first thing I do, and I don't do it in some religious way, I do it with all serious um, intent, Lord, order my day, not for my convenience, Lord, but for your sake, order every moment of my day. And it is really beautiful when you humbly ask that, uh, the, the flow of your day, and again and again and again through the day, you see the hand of God. I'll tell you something, Deacon, I had a, a, a divine appointment and I missed it. I missed it. Uh, we pulled over at a rest stop in our last shoot up somewhere in Georgia, and a woman came over, was very impressed with us. She could see that we were filming something. She saw our crosses on the back of our vest. She said, you know, my husband is over there. And I was looking for an opportunity to interview him because I was, you know, I was, seeing, I was asking him, is she Catholic? I wanted to have, you know, I had in my mindset to interview him if he was Catholic. And Deacon, I missed my divine appointment to just go share with him and love him. And, and share the gospel with them. And, and we rode, she, she, you know, she, you know, moments passed or whatever, and all of a sudden she had left, and we were getting up and we were leaving. And as we left, I wanted to circle back, and they were gone. I missed an opportunity to share God's love with that person. But we have to be open through the day as men for God's appointments, uh, because um, if not you, who else is going to share his love? That's right. You know, and you bring up an excellent point, uh, Barrett. I think that many that many men um, kind of throw to the wayside. And it's this beautiful gift of vulnerability. Now, you're talking about sharing your faith. You know, I, I, sometimes I run into guys who think that faith sharing is something that's feminine. You know, opening your heart and sharing your life. You're talking about that's what women do. You know, guys just go out there just, you know, just, ah, we're guys, just do our thing. But But one of the things I bring out, in the book, and I talk to men about, is Jesus on the cross, and, you know, we as Catholics, okay, we have a crucifix. We have Jesus depicted on the cross, not because that we believe he's still there. I mean, duh, right? Obviously, we know that he's risen and seated at the right hand of the Father. He's going to come back at the end of time to return the kingdom to his Father. We know that. But most of life is the cross. Amen. (laughs) Psalm 90 says, yeah, and Psalm 90 says our span is 70 years or 80 for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly, and we are gone. So we only got one chance at this thing, you know. Um, and so this beautiful gift of vulnerability, breaking ourselves open and pouring ourselves out in love, the same way that Jesus broke himself open and poured himself out on the cross. Because the pause is, I preach Christ and Christ crucified. I want to know nothing, he says in Galatians, toward the end of Galatians, except the cross of Jesus Christ. So Paul's emphasis is also the cross, and Paul lived a life of suffering. He tells us that my that God said to him, "My power is made perfect in weakness. When Amen. I'm weak, Amen. it's then that I'm strong." And so I think men need to really just open themselves. and And I think through your series is exactly exactly the kind of things that God guys should be doing. And I hope that men are encouraged by when they watch uh, Long Ride Home. The importance of going out there and share their faith. God, if these guys can do it, these are really manly men. If they're doing it, man, I, then I know that I'm inspired to go out there and share my faith. Maybe with that person in the cubicle next to me who I knew 
you know, used to be Catholic. I just never say anything to them. But, you know, today I'm going to say something. Maybe I'll invite them to come to church with me. Or maybe I'll invite them to lunch and just talk or something. You know, I mean, that's yes. the kind of thing we need to do. And it's keeping it real, isn't together. it? We're talking with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Um, this is a man. This is a man. When I'm around him, I feel a sense of, as we say in Hawaii, mana and mana'o. There's a certain power and a certain wisdom that's evident and resident in him because I can sense he spends time with Jesus. Um, We'll be right back. But one second, uh, Deacon, website, or where can they find you? Um, Keep Again, for that simplicity, (laughs) deaconherald.com. Okay, this is deaconherald.com, Um, This is Bear Wozniak. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio and Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. International Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 75. And I'm working on a new book, Deep Virtue, The Way of the Hero. And I wanted to make a, a massive uh, massive progress on that. And you know, Robert Louis Stevenson and Jack London and Hemingway and people like that, they used to go to sea uh, when they would write. And so I thought, well, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. And I got a really inexpensive passage on a, a cruise, a seven or eight day cruise. And I got on that ship and I just was in my own little bubble. I unplugged from the Matrix. I didn't go to the fancy dinners at night. I found uh, the Serenity Deck and I just spent time working on my new book. In fact, I'm going to go out again in a week and redo it one more time and I think my book will be done then. 
But I went to the Serenity Deck, and you know what? It was very hard to find Serenity there. Uh, when you get on the ship, the music is blasting, and people are having fun, and and you know they're drinking and they're gambling, and there there's kind of this party atmosphere with loud rock and roll. But when I go out to sea, you know, and I had my sailboat, I I go out there for my Serenity. And in this boat, the deck, the Serenity Deck, is not that is uh, kind of close to where all the loud music is, and I had to go way, 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 way forward to the very front of the boat, and way up there where the breeze. Was in your face, uh, I was able to be able to kind of be quiet and be with the Lord. And that's what we need to do. When the, the noise of our life just gets so noisy, there's so much attack and it's wanting our attention, go way to the front of the boat. Go way up there where the wind is blowing. Go way up there where you spend time with the Lord, where you read the Psalms, where you do the liturgy of the hours, where you pray the rosary. Go way up front where the wind is blowing. And find that time of serenity from the Lord where you can step away from the busyness and the hectativity of your life. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 75. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide. And today we have Deacon Harold Burke Sivers joining us again. He, he's probably been on my show as often as anybody has. And we're talking about, um, he was mentioning before the break about whether sharing your faith is some sort of feminine act or not. And I got to just say this, you know, Deacon, a lot of the rescues that I've done, ocean rescues, are about 5.30, 6.30. In other words, it's after the lifeguards have left the beach. I'll see someone out there that's, you know, you know, in Hawaii, things can get big and things can happen fast. And I'll see someone adrift out there. Is it not manly for me to go out and rescue them? And, 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 and yet, look at the people, you know, every day, the people that you come across, and you'll come across more of them if you ask the Lord to, to use you. Is it unmanly to, 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 to rescue people that are in, in, in jeopardy and in danger? You know, there needs to be a wake-up call. It's kind of like when we went to the Big Bend, Deacon, it isn't like you get there by just passing through. You don't get there. It's not like an off-ramp on the I-10. You you know, you, you have to really want to go there. It's hundreds of miles away from... The only people that go there are people that are intent on getting there. It's it's on the Mexican border, which where Pancho Villa was chased across the border by Blackjack. Pershing, um, and the road gets narrower and narrower as you get there. It's like there are people that are just adrift in this world. They're just passing through this life, like you said, 70 years, 80 years if you're, if you're strong, you know, and then it's over with, and they have, no, they have no purpose. They have no destination, and Jesus said the way is narrow, and so how can someone think yeah. it's not a manly thing to be a lifeguard, to be a rescuer, someone that can help people wake up and show them the dignity and purpose and meaning they have in their lives? No, that's exactly right. And the, the problem, uh, I think, and I, and I bring this out in the book, is that we're, we've gotten too comfortable <laughs> as men. You know, we've gotten, we've gotten lazy spiritually and, um, and, and intellectually. Um, you know, like, for example, you know, a lot of men won't even go to church. I remember greeting a woman after Mass and her beautiful children, and she had a massive wedding ring on. And I said, hey, where's your husband? Because I thought he was there. I wasn't trying to start anything. I just I legitimately thought he was there. I thought he was in the bathroom or maybe pulling the car around. Oh, well, he's not here. You know, uh, he, he, he's a really good guy. You know, if you met him, you really like him. He, 
he's kind and he's generous. He gives you a shirt off his back, but he just doesn't think he has to go to Mass every Sunday because he can worship God in any way that he wants, she told me. And I said, oh, I see. Well, next, when you go home, please tell your husband something from Deacon Harold. Please tell him I said there are no good people in heaven. <laughs> you know, this whole thing, I'm just a good person. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is just live a good life. I, and I, you know, um, just lock it down and put it in cruise control and you'll be fine. You know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, uh, and so men need to be uh, encouraged and motivated to go out there and live the richness and beauty and truth of our faith and not just pay lip service to it. You know, um, so I think the, the, the more that we can do to really encourage men, like, for example, men's conferences, if there's a women's conference, women will sign up, you know, a year ahead of time. There'll be a thousand women there, you know, and it'll be well, and guys just wait to the last minute. And sometimes the organizers are wondering, oh, I think we're too much food because I'm not sure how many guys are going to show up. And, you know, we make excuses why we don't want to go and that kind of thing. We, you know, that needs to stop. <laughs> we just need to, but we need, but we need men who are witnesses and examples, so these men can have someone to look up to, to mentor. You know, I remember my dad wasn't around a whole lot when I was growing up, and so I had to find other men to take the place of my dad. And I'm, I'm tr- incredibly grateful to those men because it was by their witness and example that I became the man that I am today. And so uh, we, we have to be mindful of that, especially as Catholic men, our obligation and responsibility to live out our baptismal call to holiness. And you don't, you don't live that life out by, I don't know, man, you know, the, the book is called, the, the name of your book, by the way, we should say is Behold the Man. Um, you, don't, you don't become that man that God, uh, you know, has designed you to be by uh, hurrying up, try hard, and and, and and you know getting extra credit with extra effort it really it, it has to be born out of a personal relationship with Jesus uh, can you talk a little bit can you actually talk to the man right now who's who's uh, kind of upset maybe driving toward driving away from his home and thinking I'm going to leave my my wife and family can you talk to uh, the man who's been trying his best and just kind of facing burnout can you talk to men who are um, who have been living a religious life but have not um, had an, uh, don't have a personal walk with Jesus? Can you talk to them about uh, each of these different types of men and the situations we're going through? That it doesn't work unless you've unless you've uh, you, you know Jesus. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, and you know I, I, that you bring up a very important point. I, I talk about this in the beginning of the book. Uh, the very first line of the book says that the Catholic man is an endangered species. <laughs> yes. And, and I, why do I say that? Be, because unlike other uh, ex, uh, endangered species, they can trace the cause of their extinction to something outside of itself, you know, overfishing, overhunting, pollution. Um, but Catholic men are dis- are destroying ourselves by our own free will choice. You know, we choose pornography, and we choose abortion, and we choose contraception, and we choose um, spiritual sloth and laziness. We've become timid. We've stopped leading. We no longer desire holiness. You know, we compromised our values and, and abdicated our responsibilities. We were created for greatness. Instead, we choose to be uh, purveyors of immorality and mediocrity. We just, we just want to go with the flow. And one thing I've learned a city kid growing up in Newark, New Jersey, now living in, in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, 
uh, I, I've noticed rivers. I never really noticed rivers before because, you know, I never grew up around rivers and growing up in the hood. But out here, I noticed that people say, I want to go with the flow. But I noticed looking at rivers, dead things go with the flow. Dead things float downstream. Things that fight for life are fight, fighting upstream. They fight against the current like salmon. Yeah, fighting upstream the later age, you know, and that's what that's that's our attitude. That needs to be our attitude as men. We cannot just go with the flow. We just not be spiritually lazy and lethargic. We have to have that personal relationship with God. The culture says friends with benefits, you know, hit it and quit it or whatever. I mean, this is is a relationship of um, exchanging of goods. But what God wants with us is exchange of persons, not this is yours and this is mine. Rather, I am yours. And you are mine. It's about making a complete and total gift of yourself to someone. And that someone makes a complete and total gift of themselves back to you in love that is free and faithful and total and fruitful. It's a love that gives everything. It's a love that holds nothing back because Jesus held nothing back with his love for us from the cross. He gave everything. And guess what? Like I said before, Life is the cross. There's going to be times where you're married. You wake up in the morning and say, why did I, why did I do this? <laughs> you know, I've been married for 20 years. Why did I do this? Things are really hard or things aren't going well at work or things aren't going well in your prayer life. Do something about it. Don't just whine and complain and do nothing. You know, again, change your routine. Get up every morning and just say one simple thing. One thing I'm going to change today to move my relationship with God deeper. To, you know, I'm going to go to adoration one, one hour a week. And just you know, just sit there. And, well, why I just sit there and be quiet? What do I do for an hour? Just be before God. Sometimes I just go to adoration. I go, okay, Lord, I got nothing today. What you got? <laughs> you right. know, just and just sit there and listen and listen to the voice of God and allow that voice to change your life. If we're listening to the noise and and the voice of the culture, we cannot hear God speaking to us. And where does God speak to us? In the depths of our hearts. So I would strongly encourage any man out there who's struggling with his faith. The first thing I would do besides just being mindful every morning when you wake up, just like that cup of coffee, and just having God on the brain when you first wake up in the morning, is go to Eucharistic Adoration. Just go before the Lord. If, look, you've got to worry, you're going to worry anyway. You're going to be angry anyway. You might as well do it before Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I mean, so get real. You, yeah, you, yeah, you could pray anywhere. You could, like, for example, I travel 150,000 miles a year. And I call in and check with my wife. If I'm overseas, I use Skype. You know, that's wonderful, but I'd rather be with her. And it's the same thing with God. Yeah, you could pray in your car. You could pray in the woods. You could pray anywhere. But when you're in adoration, isn't it always better to be in the presence of the person that you love? Mm. Of course it is. And it's the same thing with adoration. I, I would encourage well, wherever you, to go, you go, Deacon, stuff, wherever you go, isn't yeah, it Yeah, bring true? your stuff before God. Just bring it. Look, God, you don't, have to, you don't have to worry about a rosary or whatever. Just go there and say, look. It's, look, God, it's me. Here's what's going on in my heart right now. What, how, how can I get past this? Help me. And the Lord will give you answers there in adoration. It's powerful. I think wherever you go, don't you? Don't they always have to kind of make sure that you can get to Eucharistic adoration? I think you make that a kind of a, a, a point in your life, don't you? As I recall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, you know, uh, you gotta, I got to go to adoration. You know, right. I, I think I wrote it into my agreement that, you right. know, so even if you don't have it in your parish, we don't have it in our parish. Okay, that's not what the agreement says. If you don't have it in your parish, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, but you're going to take me someplace. Yeah, <laughs> that's so beautiful. Hour, that's so beautiful. Because you don't have it there. So, so you know? men, what so, we're challenged, we're, 
we're challenging men. It may be Eucharistic adoration, uh, but what Deacon is saying is get real with God. Uh, and I always challenge men, you know, to get up at least an hour early before your family and slay some dragons before they're even out of bed. Spend some time with the Lord. Find your way. Find your way to spending time with Jesus. But if you're not spending an hour every day with the Lord, you're probably getting run over by a truck. Um, we're talking with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and his, his website is deaconherald.com. And his book that we love so much is Behold the Man. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. We'll be right back with more uh, Deep Adventure Radio and Deacon Harold. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha. Welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. I have Deacon Harold Burke Sivers with me today. You know, there is nothing more radical, more adventurous than abandoning yourself to God's will. And by the way, God's will and God's love are one and the same thing. Uh, God created you. God loves you. Whether you were a... Uh, accident, you know, if your parents has conceived you and, and or even in the worst of conditions, uh, your physical DNA is one thing, but, the, but God honors the dignity of that and planted in you a uniquely beautiful, spiritual, rational sh- soul made in the image of God so that you can have personal relationship with Him. And He gave you a spiritual DNA too. He made you with a certain skill set, uh, certain desires, certain certain uh, just ways, the nature that you are. Uh, but if you don't have that, it's kind of like a tree. If it doesn't have the sap rising, you're not going to see branches growing uh, 
uh, leaves coming out, flowers, birds nesting. You're not going to see the real life of that tree unless it's being watered and the sap is rising. And believe me, when you give your life to Jesus, you don't become less of who you were, some distorted image of who you think you are. Suddenly, it's like you put the battery in the little uh, you know, transformer toy you give your kid on Christmas morning. You Suddenly, you come to life and you find out what you're really meant to be. And I'm going to ask a deacon to just lead you. Those of you, sometimes I just feel like right now there's people that are just going the wrong way, and you know it, and you need someone to, to, to shout at you and say, turn around. And I feel deacon's going to do that for us. He's going to talk with you about abandoning yourself to God and then lead you in a prayer. All right. So, you know, I think that the, the, the way to enter into this, this little, this last piece here is think about the prodigal son story. Here's the thing that's so powerful for me about that story. Uh, the prodigal son reaches rock bottom. I mean, you can't get any lower. And, and the imagery there that Jesus uses is very powerful because, you know, the, the Jewish people um, could not stand any unclean animals. And so here's a guy uh, and pigs are like the worst. So he's in a pig pen eating longing to eat what the pigs were eating. I mean, that would have just sounded, oh, man, you can't get any worse than that. And he realizes in that, in his desolation, in his emptiness, that I've been trying to do it my way for too long now, and it's not working. He gets so far down in his, you know, and many men, I'm sure, listening now are in that that same place where he was. He's just so at, at a place that's so low in his life. That he can't. There's nowhere else to turn except back toward the Father, back toward your faith. And he has the courage. He finds the courage to say, you know, I'm I'm going to go back and say, Father, I sinned before heaven and sinned against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He, and he, he he makes that turn and goes back toward the Father. But here's the beautiful part. It says, when he was still a long way off, the Father caught sight of him. So what does that mean? He wasn't in a place where he thought he should be. He was still far away from where he felt he should be in his relationship with God. But yet it says the father caught sight of him, which means what the father was looking for him the whole time. And and men of God, I'm telling you, you may not be in a place right now where you want to be spiritually, emotionally, physically, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your job. You may be far away from where you think you should be. And instead of just saying, well, I'm just stuck here. There's nothing I can do. Think about it. The Father is waiting for you. The Father is looking for you. The Father wants you to come back to him. And, 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 and the beautiful part is this. When he makes the journey back, the Father rushes to meet him. And God will do the same thing for you, man of God. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to turn back. He's waiting for you to humble yourself. And what does humility mean? Humility doesn't mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less we give our what what we're talking about here you give yourself away in love so that you can truly find yourself and your manhood in god but it's it but you have to make a gift of yourself that's what covenant relationship is all about And, and so don't be afraid to make that turn back take simple small steps on the way back to relationship with god go to confession for example that that gift of wonder oh god i've been in confession in 30 years i've been in confession in 40 years you know, I, I was speaking at a conference in uh, Ohio last year, and a priest came to me crying. And, he, and I said, Father, what's wrong? He said, well, I, I just heard the most beautiful confession. God said, Father, forgive me for I've said I've not been to confession for 50 years. And, and there was something that this man heard that caused him to have that prodigal son experience. And, man, I want you right now, no more excuses, no more delays, 
No more. I'm going to put it off till tomorrow. Right now, turn back and begin your journey back to Jesus. Take small steps if you have to. If you have to talk with your priest who's a, who's a man, who's a father. He's a father of a family. Like Maybe you are a father of a family. Or, or a young man you know, striving to, striving to be a witness and an example to this culture that needs strong, manly men to look up to. I mean, maybe you're that guy. Go talk to your priest and, and work your way back to confession. Go to Eucharistic adoration we talked about before. In that stillness, in that silence, listen to the voice of God and allow, vo- and allow that voice to change your life. Um, you know, uh, uh, bre- don't be afraid to practice that beautiful gift of vulnerability. Think of Christ crucified. Maybe you want to have a crucifix around your computer. You have to fight. For example, you're, if you're having a problem with porn, you know, if, you, if you're struggling with, with uh, you know, uh, lust and, and, and those kinds of things, look, you know, I'm, I'm a warrior, right? And I'm going to fight. And I don't have a problem with porn only by the grace of God. But I tell you what, I could be tempted. I'm a man just like anybody else. So what do I do? Like right now, I'm looking at my computer in my office here. I have a desktop crucifix. I have a picture of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I have a picture of the Our Lady of Guadalupe, of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of uh, uh, um, Mary, Divine Mercy image. I have St. Faustina. I have pictures of my wife and my kids around my computer. Because I, if I'm going to look at something, I want to make sure that I'm focusing on the things that are most important in this life. Mm-hmm. Before I turn the computer on, Our Father, Three Hail Marys, Glory Be to the Father. Then I turn the computer on because I want to be in the right mindset when I start working. And if I'm tempted to watch something, I go to Savior.org, Savior.org, 24-hour Eucharistic adoration online. I just minimize the screen, put it up in the corner. There's Jesus in the monsters looking at me as I'm working. Mm. Come on now. Guys, we, you know, we're warriors. We, we are built to serve and to protect and to defend, just like St. Joseph did. Adam in the garden failed. Satan came up on his wife, and he stood there and said and did nothing. Joseph, who does not have one word that's spoken in the entire Bible, uh, by his actions, does everything faithfully that God calls him to do. He responds as a man of God, um, and, and he, he faithfully carries out everything God has uh, called him to do in his life. And men, you know, God wants to do the same thing for you. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to be where you are right now. Because you, you know in your heart, you don't want to be where you are right now. And you have to have the courage to allow God to come into your life. Look, Bear's done it. I've done it. We're manly men. We're real men. You know, Jesse Romero, God's like, we're real men. We're manly men. And uh, so you maybe watch Bear's show, the, the Long Ride Home, or pick up my book, um, you know, uh, behold the man, and just start that journey of deepening and strengthening faith and relationship with God. And just when you start to do that, God will rush to meet you. He won't wait. He will rush to meet he you. He doesn't want to wait. He knows life is short. He doesn't Amen. want to wait. Let, open yourself and let him come to meet you. We're talking with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Just love whenever I can even be around him. And um, we got to go. His, his, his website is deaconherald.org. His book that we've been reading about, talking about is Behold the Man. Give your life to Jesus. We're going to be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Serve some real and radical ways to live your faith. This is Daniel the Boone Markham at DanielMarkham.com with this week's episode of Serve Up Bullfrogs. 
Toledo, Washington is a logging town in the shadows of Mount St. Helens where work is tough and men are tougher. My latest visit to Toledo included the annual bullfrog jumping contest during Toledo's cheese days. Mm-hmm. My son-in-law Don, daughter Angela, and grandkids Duke and Callie had the duty during the late nights preceding the jumping contest of catching all the bullfrogs. Now, bullfrogs populate various abandoned rock pits filled with spring and early summer rains. Catching bullfrogs is my daughter's favorite sport after razor clam digging. Yep, you heard it right. She's also a stunning beauty of a school teacher. The jumping contest is something else. Watching kids trying to goad their toads along by blowing on their rears and pounding on the ground was more than amusing. For the kids, it's off the charts exciting. Later, I got to thinking about this amusing scene and how it is similar to our walk with God. God is likewise entertained with us. Figuring out God's ways is often like being bullfrogs out of water. We prefer the water, our primary habitat, but sometimes God wants us to walk, uh, I mean hop, into his habitat, which can be unfamiliar territory. That's why we need faith. We can't see God, but he is behind us, goading us along. The breath of God's Spirit sometimes blows on us as he spurs us onto his path. We sometimes feel him blowing on us, and we often stubbornly refuse to jump into the race of his life for us. I advise moving along before he starts pounding on the ground. In the book of Hebrews, we read, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So get off your duff and get in the race of life with God. This is Daniel DeBoon Markham, DanielMarkham.com, on a journey a few miles this side of heaven. Surf's up. Go deep or go home. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak, your host of Deep Adventure Radio. Wasn't that cool listening to Deacon Harold Burke? I, Sivers, I mean, I just love being around him when I see him. I just like being around him because there's this powerful dude who's just full of joy and full of love. You know what? He spends an hour every day in adoration with the Lord. That's got to change you. Being before the Eucharist has got to change you. And if you're a man, we're challenging you to spend an hour every day with the Lord in prayer. Hey, go to our website, deepadventure.com. Click on Join Bear's Man Cave. You can be a part of the pack. If you're a man, you can join the man cave. And in that secret closed Facebook group, we have, you know, we have all kinds of cool postings. There's great dialogue. There's stuff you're not going to get anywhere else from us. And if you're a member there, you're invited to our Google Hangouts where we all talk story with each other and encourage each other and map out strategies on how to evangelize and how to develop small men's groups. Also, we have our gear, our long ride home pin, uh, you know, motorcycle pins, motorcycle patches and T-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. And my books, Deep in the Way of a Surfing Guide to the Soul and Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. So we got all kind of good stuff there. Plus, if you're like a lot of people I know, I was with Dr. Ray Grandy last week and his uh, producer was saying, he listens to our show while he's mowing the yard. And the way he does it, he goes to our website, clicks on archive radio shows, and listens to it while he's mowing his yard. And I thought, this is in Cleveland, so maybe he doesn't get to do it during the winter. I'm not sure what he does during the winter. But you guys, go to our website, deepadventure.com. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. And viva Cristo Rey. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.